songwriter said in a song called Glad Reunion Day, there will be a happy meeting in heaven, I know, when we see the many loved ones we've known here below. It's real. What we read in the Bible is real. The salvation the Bible speaks about is real. As I heard the testimonies tonight, Dr. Aiken talk about thankful that sins, past, present, future, washed away by the blood. I thought, I sure am glad I'm not a Catholic, amen. <laughs> just, I don't know why I felt like saying that, but I just, <laughs> I just wanted to say it, amen. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the Bible and for the truth. And, and I've been um, attempting to preach through the book of 1 John, verse by verse, yeah, um, because the words of God matter. And by all means, all you have to do is look around, get on the internet, um, read some statements of faith, and see what churches are putting forth. And you will find very quickly that, that people have, have received a, a form of Christianity that they created, or that they have a Jesus that they created. And it's not what's written in the word of God. And, and what is written in the word of God is what God intends for us to believe and, and to preach and to teach and to practice. And so I know that, as I've said, many people have issues with assurance. And First John is the assurance book. And, and so as it says here in First John 5, 13, one of my favorite Bible verses these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Well, well, what are these things? These things are those things that are written from 1 John 1.1 1, 1 through 1 John 5.13. And those things that are written are supposed to be truths in the life of a believer. And, and, and it is the Holy Spirit of God that puts that inside of us. And then as we read the Word of God, or we hear the Word of God preached, and we read books about the Word of God, God uses these things in our church, which you cannot disconnect the church from Christianity. I remember Dr. Charles Garrett said the church is like a cast in the life of a, a sinner with a broken bone. And in that the church helps the bone to grow right. And, and the reason that is, is because the church preaches the word of God, teaches the word of God, and, and puts forth the word of God in the lives of their believers. And so if you'll turn with me tonight to 1 John chapter number 3 and hold your finger there and look over in chapter 4 for a moment. I want to read a verse and, and um, in chapter 4 and then go back to chapter 3 and continue right where we picked up, right where we ended last week. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. Does y'all's Bible say that? Amen. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen... How can he love God whom he hath seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. 
Now, as we spoke last week, love is an action. And so my precious wife, Mary, she knows I love her because of how I treat her. Although there's love in my heart for her, it comes out in how I am toward her. Okay? It's, it's proved by action. The Word of God says that God loves us. But how do we know it? Because he willingly came to this earth and was crucified for us. His, his love was displayed to you and me. And so here in this verse, I'm getting somewhere. If a man say, why does it say, if a man say, because a lot of men say. If a man say, I love God, talk is cheap, my friend. Talk is cheap. Just because somebody says they're a Christian doesn't mean they are. And just because somebody says that they love God does not mean that they do. These verses show us. Look back with me in chapter 3 for a moment in verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Now that's not opinion, my friend. That is the word of God. Now back in chapter 4, verse 20, if a man say, you see, our talk is cheap. I can say I love God and you can say you love God. But are the things that are written in this book so in your life? And are these things so in my life? That is the test. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life. We're not saved by works. Not at all. When we repent and believe the gospel, we are saved by grace through faith. But a person who has genuinely repented and believed the gospel of Jesus Christ, they have been born again, born of the Holy Spirit. God will begin to work in their heart Amen. these things. And, and if these things do not make their way out of that person's heart into their life, then there's a verse which we brought out in, in, in Hebrews chapter 12 about the chastening of God and God dealing with us as with sons. And so if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. And so I want to ask a question that God might examine me and that God might examine you. Look with me in Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 9 and 10, very, very common passage of scripture. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. And so the word of God tells us that your heart is deceitful, that my heart is deceitful, that men's hearts are deceitful. That's why we have the precious written word of God. And that word can cut me. That word can cut you. That's why the apostle Paul told young Timothy, preach the word. 
reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. And so back in 1 John, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. So God called that person a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And so my friend, I would ask tonight, if you would pray with me, I would like to ask God to examine all of our hearts by the word of God tonight. Lord Jesus, I am fully dependent on you. I am no special preacher and I have nothing good to offer. But Lord, as these truths are brought out, I pray that the Holy Ghost will examine us. And dear Lord, that you would correct us where we are wrong and that you will work in every life. Bless and may your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. So, so love is proven by action but so is hate. So I would ask my friends, how are we toward our brother? But I would ask this deeper, how are we towards all of our brothers? All of them. You see, the, the Son of God talks in the book of Matthew about how it's easy to, to do good to those that are nice to us and, and that are pleasant to us, but but what about our brother that might not do right to me or you? How are we to them? And God tells us here that we are to be loving to our brother, not hateful and not filled with hate. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him. You so, so this is from Jesus. This is from the Son of God. And, and may I say, the love that Jesus preached is different from the love of today. Yep. The, the love people propagate today is you can't tell somebody the truth or they think you don't love them. You can't call yep. something like it is or somebody thinks you don't love them. Yep. You have to side with somebody even when they're wrong or agree with them or, or you don't love them. That's wrong. Yep. Yeah. Jesus yeah. loved people yep. and he preached the truth. Matter of fact, the Bible said he was full of grace and truth. And so the Bible tells us a friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. But there's another verse that says the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. This mushy-gushy thing that's promoted, that's not love. Now love has feelings and love has emotions. But the love that is propagated here in the word of God is a holy love. And it's a righteous love. So if you'll flip with me to chapter 3, and I would like to pick up in verse number 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, if you would like to read it. If not, you could just listen to me read it. Romans chapter number 5, verse number 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So is the love of God shed abroad in your heart? Do you love your brother? 
because this is the test. Notice what the word said. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Now, let's put this together. John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That person who heard the word of God knew they were a sinner, repented and believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said they got saved. John chapter 3 said they were born of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 13 said, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, which is the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So that Holy Ghost comes into a person when they hear the word of God preached, and he begins to work. The Apostle Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter number two, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God put these things inside. But we are supposed to read the Bible, pray, seek him, obey the Bible, practice the Bible, and through these methods, God will work them out in our life. That's why the book of James said, as we read the Bible, and we see, oh, the Bible said this, but then we don't put it into application. What are we? We're like a man that went and looked in the mirror and saw everything wrong with us and said, oh, well, and we just walked on. God wants us to take these truths and he wants them to put, he wants us to put them into practice in our life. Amen. And I would venture to say there's not a person in here that would say you're perfect. Uh, he's still working on me and I know he's still working on you. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so God desires for us to put these into practice in our life. So my question, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren do you love the brethren? Romans chapter 5 said that when you got saved, this love was, notice the wording, shed abroad. Those words means there's a mass distribution of God's love shed in your heart. And so, so where is this hatefulness in this evil, or as James said, bitter envying and strife? Where does that come from? Well, it doesn't come from God. Yep. It comes from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen? And God yeah. does not want it in my heart and life, and he does not want it in your heart and life. We know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren, but notice the next words here. And I think these, you know, I don't think there's anybody who would dispute the Apostle John. I mean, he just writes so softly. I'll be honest, I hate communicating through text and email for one reason. I can work all day to make something sound good and somebody's going to get offended by it. You can write hello and they'll think he's mad at me. But by the grace of God and the goodness of the Holy Ghost, the Apostle John wrote a soft, sweet, kind letter. But look how he spoke here. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. So you, that knowledge, that assurance, it's something that took place in their life. God did this in their heart. And that's an evidence of the Holy Ghost inside of them, which brought about where they could say, I know. That's what the verse says. But notice the next part. It said, 
He that loveth not his brother, notice these words, abideth in death. Now that's strong language, preacher Aiken. That's strong. For a man or an apostle, a man of God who wrote such a sweet letter, that's strong language. My friend, where do you abide? Where do I abide? He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. The word of God said, right here it is. The children of God are made manifest and the children of the devil. I wasn't calling y'all the children of God and y'all the children of the devil. <laughs> that just went into my mind. John 13, 35. By this shall all men know Amen. that you're my disciple, Amen. that you have love one to another wonder how's our heart how's our love to our brother verse number 15 whosoever so now it's all encompassing because you know there's this crowd out there they think they have a deal worked out with God or God has given this them a special privilege he's not done that whosoever you know what that means? Every one of them. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. My friend, do you have murder in your heart? Oh, how horrible it would be to have a heart full of murder. Whosoever hateth his brother is, is, present tense, is, a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. My friend, I think we've stumbled onto some pretty serious territory. You see, if we're going to run around saying we love God and shout hallelujah and I love Jesus, there's something that needs to be in our heart and life. Yep. It's Christian love. Amen. Amen. Verse number 16, hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. I would say probably every one of us would struggle to fully carry such a thing out. Yet if we were where we should be with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to have complete liberty in our heart if we were fully yielded to the Word of God. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, preacher, it was it D.L. Moody who said it's yet to be seen what God can do with a man who's fully yielded himself over to him? Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. So that evidence of how, how God, now Jesus Christ is God, amen? amen? And he laid his life down for you and me. And so we perceive his love by that. My friend, how do people perceive your love or mine? How do we show the love of God? How do people see that I care or that you care? Have you ever heard a preacher 
and you knew that he loved you, he could preach on hell as hard as he could because you knew he didn't want you to go there. He could preach standards as strong as they could be, but you knew he didn't look down on you because he just cared about you. He just wanted to protect you because he loved you and cared about you. Amen. Wanted you to excel for God and not get snatched up by the devil. You know, a lot of people hate when you preach on standards. But I've met a couple people since I've become the pastor here. One young man come and sat in my office one day addicted to meth. And he used to hear preaching on living right and living holy and yielding to God. And he, he used to think, oh, that's for a bunch of Pharisees and, and, and people who are just legalists and think they're better than everybody. But then he sat in my office in tears and said, no, they were trying to keep me out of the mess I'm in now. My friend, don't let the devil run with your mind. Amen. Amen. The Bible in the book of Peter, he said, gird up the loins of your mind. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? I mean, brother, we had need. Every one of us should be in hell with our back broke, burning in eternal fire without hope and without God in this world. And here we are tonight in the house of God with a Bible and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless his holy name. God would not have us to shut up our bowels of compassion and our heart of mercy. My little children, verse number 18, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. Stick your finger on that Bible verse and just flip back over to chapter 4 with me and let's see, let's see what God says versus what man says. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. Now let's read chapter 3, verse 18 again. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. God wants our love to be true. He wants it to be honest. And he wants it to be shown. He wants it to be shown. Amen. Amen. Verse number 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. My friend... I would never want to embarrass you, the ones I do know that struggle with this. But do you lack assurance tonight? Well, let me point you to something in the Word of God. Love is fruit of the Holy Ghost. And it's the first one mentioned in the Bible. If a person said they are saved and they don't show love for the brethren... I have a 100% question mark over what they're saying they have. 
Because the book of Romans said when they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, this love was shed abroad. Shed abroad. We've got way too comfortable with people saying they got salvation and living completely contrary to the word of God. No, we're not saved by what we do. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. For by grace you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But there is a verse right after that, which said, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. When you come to Jesus to get saved by grace through faith, you get created in Christ Jesus. And it becomes his will for good works. When a person lives in rebellion to the word of God, in hatred towards the people of God. And there's no love and no righteousness. As the Bible said, if a, if a person says they love God and they walk in darkness, they're a liar. If a person says they love God and they love not their brother, they're a liar. God said it. Amen? If any man be in Christ, he, what? Is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Present tense. Assurance. Assurance. Please don't judge yourself by my testimony. But I remember I used to hate to go to church. See, my dad, my dad wasn't a preacher. My dad was a soldier, a trained killer. I would never try to fight my dad, amen. And my dad would walk into the room and said, get up, we're going to church. And, and I'd say, well, I don't want to go. And he'd be like, well, if you live here, you're going, get up. And we'd go to church. But I remember the night I got saved. All of a sudden, it never happened before. I didn't know the names of the people down at the church house but I loved them. All of a sudden, I wanted to go. When I was 16 years old, I got stabbed three times. And the guys I used to run with, they were making plans to kill them. They were making plans trying to get me to kill them. And by the good mercy of God, my dad got me out of that neighborhood. And all that hatred even for the gentleman who stabbed me. It just went away. It went away. If I got around him there, I don't got no hatred. Now, I'd make sure I had my hand near my gun, but I wouldn't, get, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have any hatred for him. Amen. God changes the hearts of people when he saves them. Did God change your heart? This, this fake Christianity that you can go to church, sing I love Jesus, and go to the restaurant and tear everybody down is from hell. Amen. This fake Christianity that, that you, you can say you're a Christian and sing I love Jesus and you don't live by anything in the word of God, it's from hell. Yep. Jesus said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. This isn't legalism. This isn't Phariseeism. 
This is what the Son of God wrote in the Word of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Verse number 20. Well, let me read verse number 19 going into verse number 20. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. How's your heart? You see, if, if you're wrong in this, the Holy Spirit will show you that. If you're sitting there saying, I don't have any clue what you're talking about. My friend, I'm not trying to make you doubt, but I'd, I'd listen to the words written in the Word of God Amen. and see if that's what happened in your life. Because this is what God Amen. said. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but what's going to stand forever? What's written right here. Amen. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Does your heart condemn you tonight? When you hear the word of God, do you find yourself guilty? I, I must admit, there's many times I've read the word of God. And, and as Romans chapter 3 said, that the law was given, that every mouth might be stopped. Yep. And that all the world will become guilty before God. That's why we're given the word of God. So we can know that we need to get right with God. Does your heart condemn you tonight? If it does, why not get right with God? I'm just going to be real because people don't get help when you're not real. God has been bringing this up for three and a half months for me to keep preaching on this. And every week I keep hearing of people who have strife and discord and fights with people. Why don't you get right with God? And why don't you get right with each other? The people say they love God. Are they reading their Bible? You don't have to read very long to bump into this. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. You see, Jesus knows. Verse number 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because. Interesting word. It doesn't just say, whatever we ask, he gives it to us. That's not what it said. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. My friend, has God done this in your life? Has God worked in your heart to where you want to live by what's written in the Bible? And you're trying to, and when you fail, oh God, forgive me, help me to do better. And you will fail. I will fail because... We're human. But as Dr. Seitler said, I'll never forget it. I was in Bible college listening to a message, and he said, when the devil knocks you down, don't stay in the mud. Get up and start another fight with him. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Answered prayer. Answered prayer. Because of our relationship with him. Look with me in the book of Psalms. Very common passage of scripture. Psalm 66. I'm going to read these verses backwards. I'm going to read verse 18 first. Just, I want to make two points. But I want to make... The Bible makes the points in the other reverse. I want to make them the opposite direction. First of all, I want to show you the verse... 
18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. How's your heart tonight? How's your heart tonight? You can fool me, you can fool everybody in the church, but you ain't fooling Jesus. Amen. Are you right with God? Amen. If not, get right with God tonight. Amen? If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That tells me two things. He's not going to and he don't want to. Look at me at verse number 16. Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. Which one are you? Which one am I? Are we the one living in iniquity and rebellion and no peace with God and no blessing? Or are we the one over here saying, glory, hallelujah, God is good. Are we living that life of victory? You know, in the Old Testament, you got Joshua taking the children of Israel into Canaan. You know, Canaan's not a picture of going into heaven. Canaan is a picture of walking in spiritual victory. And you know what happened when, when Israel obeyed God and listened to God and they'd go to war? They'd put the smack down on them guys. But when they did not obey God, when they walked in rebellion and contrary to God's will, you know what happened? They got whooped. They suffered loss. People died. People died. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I'm almost finished. Verse number 23. And this is his commandment. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. So what's his commandment? That person that they see they're a sinner. Well, they need to repent and believe the gospel. They need to come to Jesus. And then he said in there, and love one another as he gave us commandment. That means he doesn't want us, he's not talking about love each other in the 2024 woke news media definition of love. He said, in the way that the word of God said to love one another. Amen? Amen. I understand that there's probably some people that strongly disagree with me, but it's written right there. Verse number 24, and I'll be done. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. My last two points are right here. The first part of that verse, and he that keepeth his, keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he and him, and he and him. What does that mean? That means the person who obeys the word of God, they're dwelling in God, and God is dwelling in them. Yes. So, my question tonight, are we dwelling in God? Are you individually dwelling in God? But my next question is, is Tabernacle Baptist Church dwelling in God? It is possible for a church to walk with God. Yes. It is possible in 2024 for Christians to yield themselves to God. And follow what Jesus said. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him. So are we dwelling in him and is he dwelling in us? Because that's his will. Notice this last part and I'll be done. And hereby we know. 
So at least three times a night, the verses said, we know, we assure our hearts, and we know. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit, which he hath given us. Let me flip over to Galatians and describe that Spirit, and I'll be done. And you, you tell me tonight, well, don't tell me, tell God. Galatians chapter number 5. And I'm going to start reading in verse 16. And, and you just let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. And where, where, where is your spirit tonight? For this I say, then walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. You know, you know what the book of James said? The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Amen. Envyings, murder. What did the book of 1 John say tonight? He that... Hateth his brother is a what? Murderer. A murderer. God forbid that we have murder in our heart. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You got two things here. You got the person who lives in this because they're not saved. Then you got the person who's saved and there's a war going on back and forth, the flesh and the spirit, and, and they're yielding to the flesh and they're falling in these. Yeah. And God doesn't desire that. He said in the book of Romans chapter 6 that if you're under grace, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. He said to yield ye your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. What does that mean? Well, you come out here in front of Tabernacle on White Horse Road and, and, and you get to the stop sign or in other places that have a yield sign, you're going to look. You're going to yield and give way to traffic. God wants us to yield to him. Give way to him. Yes. So is that the spirit that's in our hearts, or is it this? But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. What spirit's in your heart tonight? What spirit's in my heart tonight? Let's stand. The altar's open if the Lord has spoken to you. Miss Nally, if you would play for us, please. Lord Jesus, search our hearts. Anybody who's not right with God, I pray they'd get right with you tonight. If there's anybody not saved, I pray conviction from God would, would come on their heart and that they would repent and believe the gospel. I pray for brothers and sisters to get right with each other who are at odds. And I pray the nonsense of strife and bitterness would cease and that, that victory would flow for your glory. Heavenly Father, may the will of the Lord be done. In Jesus.